0: Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have
1: things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House.
2: And we're here to help you get those things done that you're trying to tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin. It's what we do every Saturday morning. If you have a project you'd like to talk about, a repair or a maintenance item you'd like our opinion on or our guidance, give us a ring at one 767 I'd like to go to the mailbag here, pull out a couple things that we've been dealing with around the office all week long. And while we do that, it's your perfect opportunity to dial one 767 We're here in studio. I've got my Number one son, Romy, on my right, co-hosting the program. I've got my wife, uh, sweet Jennifer, answering the phone and getting your name and your question. And we've got our programming engineer, Mr. Gary D. uh, All here for you, the Arizona homeowner. A question we get often this time of year. I love the way she words this. She says, hey, I live in Santan Valley and my garage faces west. It is so bloody hot in there this summer. Would it be worthwhile to get the garage insulated? If so, do you have a contact? Is it worth insulating your garage? I will tell you, probably not. If that's all you're going to do. Because you're not insulating it against anything. And day after day, afternoon after each afternoon, the building materials, the concrete slab, the drywall, everything in the garage reaches a certain warm ambient temperature. So you're going to be insulating that warmth into the garage as much as you're going to be insulating the heat out of the garage. Now, the bigger question is My garage faces west. What can I do to knock off some of the heat? I would tell you I'd look at the garage door first. If it is a steel skinned, non insulated door, that garage door is acting like a heating radiator to your garage, emanating heat in. Make sure your garage door is insulated. You can buy rigid foam insulation kits that you glue the foam to the backside of the garage door. That will do a lot to diminish the amount of heat that's coming through this 18-foot wide, 7-foot tall heater in your house, in your garage. The next thing you're going to want to do is think about what cooling system am I going to introduce into the garage? You might start by just simply venting the garage. And a lot of people will put grills or registers into the outside wall or into the front of the garage door itself and allow a little bit of fresh air movement into the garage. But then they make the mistake of cutting holes in the ceiling and putting in up duct register vents. And now you are violating code. You can't create an open system. You cannot create an opening in your garage roof to your attic. That violates every fire code in the book. You can cut some more grills up high in the wall to the outside and allow some amount of circulation. You can put a ceiling fan in there. You can put a floor fan in there and circulate a little bit of air. And if the garage is insulated, you may take the temperature of your garage down from about 115 to 120 degrees to about 100, and that's about as good as you're gonna get. Now you could put a little roll around a cooler in there Uh, Connect it to a hose for supply and for drain. Drain it into the backyard somewheres. Uh, And you can pick those up for a couple hundred bucks. And that'll take the temperature of your garage down from about 100 degrees to about 80, 85 degrees. But you're going to be introducing a lot of humidity. Your car's going to love that. All the gaskets and your tires and all the rubber and the upholstery in your car is going to love all that. But if you've got a big old toolbox rack over there, your tools are going to hate it. They'll start rusting up. The next step that you're going to take in cooling off your garage is go with a mini split air conditioner, probably a one ton would handle most of your double car garages. That's going to cost you about $6,000 to get installed, depending on where the electricity is in your house. But it will cost you less to air condition a properly insulated garage, and make it comfortable, your garage then becomes the most inexpensive overflow use room you could possibly ever add to your house. We can't add a room 400 square feet to your garage for six or $7,000, but you could put a mini split air conditioner on that garage, cool it down to 75, 80 degrees, And it instantly becomes an overflow room. It also instantly becomes a comfortable craft and hobby room. It also becomes an extreme luxury when you can get in your car. And the air conditioner in your car doesn't have to take the car's upholstery and dashboard down from 140 degrees. It's already at 80 degrees. So those are the degrees of cooling you can accomplish in your garage. Miss Beth in Santan Valley, I hope that answers your question. You can find insulation contractors at rosieonthehouse.com under the category of insulation, banker insulation. But just insulating an uncooled garage, you are not going to significantly reduce. The temperature of that garage let's see if we can go to the callers here and sneak in a couple calls they're piling up on us let's get to them let's see if we can help mr david good morning david welcome to rosie on the house
0: how you doing rosie
2: yeah super fantastic
0: long long time listener um i have a question in regards to my walk-in shower okay uh and uh, open up the wall and found that the leak was coming from somewhere on the tile itself where contractor suggested replacing the whole shower pan Um, just wanted to know your opinion on is it worth sealing it to see if we can fix it that way first okay or should we do a complete redo of the shower.
2: David, okay, I heard tile shower. Can you give me an idea of the age of the shower? 3 years old? Oh my goodness. Dang it. Man, that's aggravating. I was hoping you'd tell me 50 years old. Um there is little chance you're going to be able to permanently fix this without taking that shower apart. Very little chance. You can apply caulk to the grout lines, you can apply sealer to the top of that, but it's going to be an ongoing, constant pain in the neck. If I had a three-year-old leaking tile shower, I would contact whoever installed it, even though it is beyond the two-year period for review, and I'd let them know. My shower's leaking. It's a perforated shower pan is our number one suspicion. Would you be willing to come take a look at it for me just based on hopefully your character and credibility? If they're not, I'm sorry to say, David, that whoever that contractor is that told you, I will tell you this. Rosie Remodeling would never come to your house and put a Band-Aid on that shower and tell you, it's fixed. You've got six months before I'll have to be back here again. We would recommend the same thing. You're going to have to go down to, and, and it. you've got to take the entire shower apart. You can't just take apart the bottom and replace the pan. You've got to r- demolish the entire shower, start from scratch, and put it in correctly. I'm sorry that I'm the one that has to confirm that opinion but whoever it is you were talking to i think was giving you the right information man that's a bummer i've got a shower in my house that was installed in 1966 still works perfect Mm. 1966 baby four inch dowel tile they just don't build them like they used to Oh, and how many things could you say that about? They don't build them like they used to. Man, oh man, that's that's really heartbreaking because we've got to tear. Every shower um, has what we call a pan underneath the tile or underneath the fiberglass floor. And that's your real waterproof membrane that gets the water that's leaking through the grout into the drain. And once that pan is perforated or once it was probably torn, chipped, or perforated at installation, it's probably been leaking from day the one. The whole time. Because uh, they they don't go bad in three years. It's someone's razor blade knife when they were cutting the inside corner uh, or when they were stapling the chicken wire or putting in the hardy board. They perforated that pan. And unfortunately, that's what Dave's having to deal with. We have Bruce calling from Tucson. We have open lines if you'd like to call 888 767 4348 We have some Diamondback tickets to give away for a game that's going to be played September 7th. It's an evening game at 6:40. It's four tickets uh, on the lower level, great tickets, and they include a parking pass. We're going to be giving those tickets away. We'll be announcing how you can win them right after this. Stay tuned.
1: One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. One triple eight Rosie for you. Text questions four one one nine two three, or you can email info at We do have a pair of Diamondback tickets uh, to give away as they take on the Rangers with four tickets to the lower level, right above the dugout, or in the in that section. I'm not sure how high up. Uh, but you also get a parking pass, which I think makes the whole game. Yes, and you can take the sky bridge right yes. over the train tracks, yes. right into your seats. It's it's literally that first entrance right there, so it it makes it very convenient. Uh, just text D or call. Let us know you want one. We'll put everyone together and randomly pick one <laughs> when it's all over, and we'll email it to you. They're all digital, so we got to
2: uh, get your email Check address
1: to transfer it
2: to you. Um, Text DBEX to 411-923. Make it real hard.
3: That signals the Life Worth Living in Place segment.
2: Jennifer's segment brought to you by the Aging in Place Rosie certified team of Helping Hands, a free senior placement service, TWD, design, build, remodel, your aging in place experts, as well as get organized with Bridges. You can find them all at roseyonthouse.com. They bring you this information about aging with dignity and integrity with Jennifer every week.
3: Isn't that a cool title? Gary came up with me. I love it. I love it. With that for me. Because I I said, I don't want to talk about aging, you know, because everybody's like, tune out. Nobody wants to say they're the one aging. But guess what? We all are. Uh, I have a little homeowner tip for you today, according to Maxine, the cartoon. She says, instead of the john, I call my bathroom the gym. That way it sounds better when I say to go to the gym first thing every morning. (laughs) like it? I thought I that was it. pretty cool. I had to throw that in there because today's tip yeah. is not homeowner. Uh, but this is something for everybody no matter how old you are and it's called MyDirectives.com. It's how many a f-
1: times a day do you go to the gym?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, T- I'm stuck on that. T-M- that TMI, TMI. <laughs> Depends
1: on your fiber diet, I guess. Yeah, I
3: guess. Uh, so anyway, this this is a free website for everybody. It's called MyDirectives.com. And so it's not a real fun topic, but it's a really great way to get this done. And it's where you go in and you're just going to talk about answer questions about what would happen if I couldn't if I was in a bad way and I couldn't speak for myself. So um, you know with Rosie's accident we found out how important this was. We didn't actually have these directive this program, but we had been talking about it on the way home from a vacation. It was kind of a strange <laughs> timing, uh, but there were you know I kind of pretty much knew what you would have wanted, but you were asleep for six weeks so. Um, You know, there's things I had to decide I wasn't quite sure. But this makes it crystal clear. It is absolutely amazing. It's simple. It's simple because it's not—it's just this one mission, and that's to get this stuff in writing. And they just ask you some simple questions. There's a place to download documents.
2: It's a a website or an an app?
3: Both. Okay. You can do it both ways. You can upload um, any kind of documents you want. You can. It even has a place to put in, like, your favorite things, like your music or your comfort items or whatever. Um, and you can share it with somebody, like I've shared mine with you and with um, our daughter, Katie. How much um, does it cost? It's free. Well, now, isn't that interesting? It is really slick. Um, and what I like about it is, you know, so Mom, I want to do one of these for my mom and my dad. But they're not going to want to sit there and fill out on the computer, so it prints out very nicely. I'll have them.
2: I'll fill out your dad's.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would probably agree I'll with know, what you want and put on there. I'll yes. fill out. but then I can import it for him I can type it in there so anyway I just wanted you guys to know about it because it's really mydirectives.com super easy super important I know so many people who live alone whose family has all passed they're not fortunate enough to have family close by and so this is a really great way to make sure that someone's taking care of you the way you would want them to
2: how would somebody access the information
3: you give them permission so you should have gotten an invite yesterday. Katie got hers. She okay. replied right away, I've got it. And then she went in and made sure she could see. You, I'm, no, I'm you notarize thinking, it, too.
2: I'm thinking of a particular neighbor of ours, a mm-hmm. single elderly woman who yeah, exactly. has no surviving family. Right. She is the last one.
3: And I've asked her several times to put things in writing. I said, you don't want to be in a position where you can't answer and nobody can answer for you. So I'm And then she would that.
2: have to invite somebody to participate in sharing that information. Yeah,
3: and you could even give it to your doctor. Okay, or oh, like okay. a physician's right. assistant you really care for or a nurse, you know, somebody you trust.
2: myorders.com No.
3: mydirectives.com <laughs> oh, okay. I'll put it up on Facebook.
2: That'd yeah. be for Jennifer's dad, right? And, myorders.com uh, I, And I'm going to I am going to fill out Charlie's. Let's see if we can take Bruce calling from Tucson real quick. Good morning, Bruce. Hey Rosie,
0: Jennifer, and Romy, how you doing?
2: Very well, super fantabulous
0: Good. Bruce on from down the road in Tucson. Yeah, man. And as we speak, I'm sitting here in my wearing my official Rosie on the House t-shirt I got God, when don't. I met you and Romy when you were doing a, a live remote at Pelo Windows in yes. North Tucson, Oro Valley, way back many years ago because I gave you a mixed CD of Cajun music. I that remember I that. With... Uh, some selections from Dewey Balfa and the Rage Cage and Cajun Doug Kershaw. Remember I re- yeah,
2: I still have that CD in my CD. truck. <laughs> I still have a CD player in my truck. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know so what, I'm Bruce? Hang on, down. hang on, Bruce. Hang on. Uh, I'm going to have to break for bottom of the hour. We've got talking about the getdirectors.com so long. I ran out of time to answer your question. So you hang tough. We'll take you right after this.
1: Speaking of Pella, we'll be at their Gilbert showroom coming up. Uh, September 25th. Brand new showroom in Gilbert, and we will have Rosie t-shirts, so you can come get an updated one.
2: This is my alarm. Every weekday morning at 5 o'clock. Here it comes. I love that. I just don't play it to the end. Because at the end you find out he's singing to a woman. <laughs> oh, but I like that. Wake up, sunshine. Good morning, sunshine. That's Chicago. Okay, let's get back to Bruce, calling from Tucson, bringing back into the conversation real quick. F- finish uh, fielding his question, Bruce. Uh, T Rosie on the house T-shirt wearing Bruce in Tucson. How can we help you today? Thank you, Rosie. Yeah, you bet, bud. Sorry um, well, about that.
0: I live in a uh, in Midtown Tucson in an old mid fifties uh, red brick house, and. Um, I have an old Palo Verde tree that was planted too close to the house, probably in the 50s or maybe 60s. Okay. And it started to grow over my house, and I kept trimming it back, but eventually one of the um, big roots has grown under the house, and it started to lift the sidewalk that I have poured around the house, which causes the rain when it comes off the roof, because I don't have a gutter, to, in that one little section to go back towards the foundation of my house. And also, on the side of my house, uh, there's cracking in the walls and even some cracking on the roof. I'm wondering what uh, I need to do to address it. I suppose I'm going to have to contact a tree person and have a, the tree cut down. Uh, uh, well, I want to get a ballpark what that might cost me. I'll
2: tell you what, Bruce, I'm gonna, I'm going to make it real easy for you. You called the perfect Saturday. I've got to be in Tucson Thursday, for the Reader's Choice Awards Banquet. Uh, I'm going to come down early, and I'm going to bring you a new on Now's T-shirt, and I'm going to put my old evil eye on the situation, and we'll get you taken care of. We'll contact you. Hopefully, you're going to be in town this week. Are you? I will. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I'll I'll reach out to you. I'll be coming down Thursday, uh, attending the banquet Thursday night, staying it's Thursday night, I'll meet you either Thursday or Friday, whichever works for you, and uh, I'll bring Same. you
1: a new Rosie t-shirt. And would be a lot cheaper to put a gutter on that side of the house than
2: calling <laughs> anyone else and tell you that. <laughs> well, that might be a starting point, that's for sure. We've got a
1: guest on the line now. We've got Eric Coy from the City of Tempe Water Program Specialist joining us to talk through our weekly to-do of water consumption and doing our part to reduce our... Uh, indoor and outdoor use just by 10%. If we could all do 10%, and I'm not saying give up any quality of life, uh-uh. just being a little bit more responsible and a better steward. Welcome to the program this morning, Andy. Hello. How's everyone doing? Very good, thank you. And uh, Water Use It Wisely has put together ten ways to conserve water. You can get the quick link off of our website. But why don't you just highlight some of your favorites, Andy?
4: Some of my favorite ways to conserve water. Yes, ma'am. All right. Uh, I think one of them definitely is uh, learn how to use your water meter to check for leaks. This is a fantastic tool. You just Locate your water meter and learn how to learn how to use it. Learn how to read it. Your water conservation specialist can also help you with that, and you can use that to as your base point to help you find any leaks around your home if you're having issues. Um, another one would have to be uh, like a lot of the kids' ones are really fun when kids are wanting to cool off. Take uh, take them out into the grass. Uh, turn on the sprinklers in that area that's really uh, really struggling, and give it a little longer because the kids are playing in it too. It's kind of a one-two hit.
1: Very good. Yep. And I I love the meter one on the home because that is water that you know is not otherwise used. <laughs> There's a lot of you know use things items that we can do. You were mentioning lawns, you know, improperly. Watering lawns are, you know, we point it out and joke about it regularly, out the window behind us at the studio, there's a grass median and the sprinklers are, you know, I spend more time watering the asphalt outside of the little grass median than they do the actual grass patch inside. And it's lawn that absolutely serves no purpose because it's not, you know, in in any yard. It's just, it's just for looking at. <laughs> yeah, minutes. and
4: that's a, another great one is no... Where, uh, where's a great spot to have grass? There's functional grass, and then there's, like, aesthetic grass. And we're all about functional grass, having a use for it, being able to use it for a play for your kids, for your dogs, what, whatever, having a functional space for grass.
1: And then the amount of grass that you do use. How much lawn do you really need? We have stopped uh, mm-hmm. doing our backyard because uh, we don't ever use it and that was of our of our lawn size two-thirds of our lawn was the back um, over the front yard and we've we've completely abandoned the backyard finding so what else to do with that now is the next thing but
2: the kids have aged up from swing sets on the lawn to saddles on the horseback <laughs> right yeah <laughs> strategic use
4: yeah absolutely
1: and inside the home you know it's There's a lot of things we can do. It's only 30% of our water consumption, so leaks and outdoors are huge. But uh, inside the home, there's still plenty of things we can do.
4: Yeah, there's absolutely a lot. And uh, one thing to keep in mind, uh, going back to leaks, is when your toilet is leaking, it's not always going to make a sound. So checking up on your toilet's. Uh, Every now and then, making sure they're operating properly, because sometimes you might miss that. And then there's just other things like taking a shorter shower or making sure the dishwasher is full before running it.
2: What's an easy way to check a silent toilet leak? Uh,
4: A great way to do that is using food coloring. So if you have um, any food coloring will do, Um, you just open the back of the toilet, the tank, Put a few drops in there and then go away for about 10, 15 minutes maybe. And when you come back, if there's color in the bowl, you know you have a leak.
0: And I bet you that's the flapper. I've had that oh, happen yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah.
4: Absolutely. yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And
1: okay. sometimes you don't even need to replace it all the way. I've put like a balm or Vaseline on it and that's eked me through a couple days till I could get, get myself
2: Hardware store to get a replacement. Those tricks are good to know when the closest hardware store is 47 miles away. <laughs> oh,
1: <yeah. laughs> you get creative. Yeah, yeah, you get creative. That's really right. constantly looking for reasons not to go into town. You really stack
2: functions when you have to. Well, I like throwing a challenge out to the Arizona homeowners because saving 10% in your total water consumption, if you put any thought into it all, each saving, each house saving 10% is pretty darn easy to do if you s- just start being a little strategic about your consumption.
4: Absolutely.
2: And if we all save 10%, we're saving enough for n- the next one million people <laughs> that move to Arizona. <laughs> that, that's kind of bittersweet. <laughs> but they're coming. They're coming. Wow. <laughs> Well,
1: and Water Use It Wisely's got a brand new look after, what, about 20 years since development? I love the new logo.
4: Yeah, that, it's, it's fantastic. We really wanted to say we are an Arizona campaign. This is where our roots are. This is where we're from. This is our base. We really wanted to cater to Arizonans. And we, we love our new look. We love the new logo. We're really excited
1: about it. it com. You may be a drop. Your actions create a ripple. I love it. Andy Coy, mm-hmm. the water program specialist from the city of Tempe. Thanks for spending a few minutes out of your Saturday morning with us.
4: Absolutely. I did want to say one more thing, if you have a, a second. Yes, ma'am. All right. um, So I wanted to let everyone know that we actually have a raffle going on from August 1st through September 30th. And anyone who visits the Water Use It Wisely website and signs up for our newsletter is entered to win a packet of Sonoran Desert wildflower seeds, along with some other awesome Water Use It Wisely swag. Uh, We'll be picking 10 lucky winners on October 10th, and they'll get an email from join the cause at com if they won.
1: Wonderful. That's com, And once I get there, all I have to do is sign up for the newsletter. Absolutely. That's it. And I've been on that mailing list for years. It's great. It comes out monthly and always has a great plant of the month. And uh, the plants are always something that has a lot of color in it, but it's a, a desert wise plants and uh, recap of all you know, any one of their 100 water savings tips. If we remembered all 100 of them, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't need to get that regularly, (laughs) but it's a nice reminder to constantly keep yourself engaged and in use with your water use. So uh, Water Use Wisely is a joint effort by a group called AMWA, which is Arizona Municipal Water Users Association's 14 cities have come together to uh, put this awareness together of, of our water use. And water savings techniques without giving up any, any quality of life of our, of our modern
2: lifestyle. There you go. Thank you, Andy. We appreciate you joining us.
4: Thanks for having me.
2: So she was talking about winning the raffle at wateruseatwisey.com by going and signing up for the newsletter. You can also text Diamondbacks to 411923 for a chance to win. We have four Diamondback tickets on the lower level, with a parking pass for the game September 7th. It's an evening game, first pitch at 640, against the Texas Rangers. Text 411, text Diamondbacks to 411-923 for a chance to win. We'll be giving those out here just in a few minutes before we wrap up the broadcast.
1: An interesting texter. I was kind of joking about the water running out behind us on the streets. Yes. And Texas said why can't cities cite property owners that overwater and flood the streets? I'll tell you what, you hit another level of the tier shortage uh on the Colorado River supply, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that coming. May not be surprised at
2: all. When we're talking water and we are all this month, we're talking a lot about surface water today, floods. Uh, even even the idea of harvesting flood water and transporting it a thousand or fifteen hundred miles—all uh, kinds of interesting concepts. But one of the the second most asked question at Roseanne House this week. Apparently, a lot of you are having leaky windows. As a matter of fact, Jennifer walked in my office the other day and showed me a video where someone had removed the sheetrock from the inside of their house and showed me a video. Of Is this leak a window leak, a stucco leak, or a roof leak? And with the sheetrock removed, <laughs> the water was literally pouring into the house. So I want to talk real quick after this on a tip of sealing up the stucco and the windows to stay dry inside your house. <laughs> Now I'm hungry. Hey,
1: hoo, hoo, hoo. Again. I think, you know, last week they had their first football scrimmage up in Prescott, and I stopped and got two of the Little Miss Barbecue burritos, one for me, one for Amanda. Did they make it up all the way to Prescott? You know, I ate half, and Amanda had the other half, and then we had the second one for dinner. (laughs) All
2: right, very good,
4: very good. I was like, "Ah, that's awesome
2: score (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about a video we received at the office this week of someone who had removed sheetrock from the inside of their house and were filming water literally pouring into the inside of the wall and once the sheetrock was removed you could tell, obviously you could see the Simpson tie down straps, the nails it had been doing this for a while there was a considerable amount of rust there on the sill plate and the sill plate anchor bolt This particular situation, and many of you have it in a stucco home, you have a little frame around your window that pops out kind of as a picture frame around your window. It is pretty common for that not to have been installed and flashed correctly. So we tell people to take a look on a ladder, climb up if you're comfortable getting on a ladder, and get high, just high enough to look above the window and look down at that pop-out and see if there isn't a pretty significant crack right there where the pop-out meets the stucco wall. That is a big source of problems. The other source of problems is just leaking in and about and around the window. And that needs to be checked every couple years. When you need to recall your aluminum frame window and i'm going to talk aluminum frame that's your most popular aluminum frame in a stucco wall because that's the most popular you'll take a seven in one tool or a one inch margin trowel, and you will scrape the joint between the frame and the stucco creating a small v allow yourself some amount of caulk that will allow you to purchase, allow you to hang on to the material. Don't try and squeeze a minimum 1 8 inch bead in there. Go ahead and open the stucco up where you're getting a nice quarter inch bead of caulk on there. I cut away at a 45 degree angle from the aluminum frame, creating a small little V between the rigid aluminum frame window and the stucco. I then take my caulk knife, caulk gun, and I cut the tip off at an angle. I pierce the penetrating sealer and I blow that. You can blow it out with an air compressor, you can blow it out with compressed air in a in a can, one of those air blasters that you use on your computer keyboard. Just get all the loose dust and all the dirt out of that, especially after you've taken the time to open that V up if you're not experienced with caulk i would tell you try and buy caulk exactly the same color as your window frame that way it's just going to disappear you won't see it you won't have to be quite as meticulous if you can't match your window frame then you will take a some frog tape and tape it onto the aluminum frame window in a very straight line apply the bead of caulk go ahead and wipe it down with your finger get it nice and smooth And then remove the frog tape while the caulk is still wet. You will have a perfectly straight line. Usually. But not on your first try. (laughs) But that's okay. Because you can just get a wet sponge and wipe up the caulk and start all over again. By about the second or third time you try it, you'll see this really is as easy as an experienced caulker makes it look. The frog tape, don't cut too big an opening in your caulk tube and don't try and lay too small a bead. Those are the things most people do wrong. You get a good 15 or 20 year paintable silicone caulk applied and you'll probably only have to check it about every five to seven years. A big source of water leaks in these type of rain events we've had in the desert Romy. Let's talk about takeaways for the show today. We had a packed show today. We we flooded the show with information.
1: As it relates to water resources and water supply to Arizona, there is no real-time solution that's going to fix the problem. So the answer is our personal re- personal responsibility. Imagine that, personal responsibility. Yes, that does exist, I not know, only I mean, in our homes, counts. but our
2: business. I didn't know it was legal anymore.
1: Their companies. <laughs> and the one thing I've, I've wanted to say all month long, I've kind of been sitting on it because I didn't know if I was going to say it, but I'm going to. Anyone uh, advocating for additional restrictions, regulations, and particularly uh, limiting population growth, I say lead by example. Go. Pack up and hit the road, Jack. <laughs>
2: Now there's a takeaway. <laughs> Jennifer, what are your takeaways for today's broadcast?
3: Well, there's a lot, but I I am just particular to our life worth living in place segment. And so I just encourage everybody to look up MyDirectives.com. It's not scary. It's quick. Do that for yourself, for your folks. Just get it done.
2: Well, I hope we've done something today to lighten your load. Put a sparkle in your eye, put a smile on your face, put a skip in your step. That's everything that we try to do here at Rosie on the House in our effort to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend every Saturday morning.